light of the Spirit is shining in you. The light of the Spirit is shining in me. The light of the Spirit is shining within. How blessed we must be. The light of the Spirit is shining in you. The light of the Spirit is shining in me. The light of the Spirit is shining within. How blessed we must be. The light is shining. The light is shining. The light is shining. How blessed we must be. The light of the Spirit is shining. The light of the Spirit is shining me. The light of the Spirit is shining within. How blessed we must be. There will come a time for most of us when we've got to decide whether we'll light the lamps. Even when we're sure there isn't enough oil to keep them burning. We light a candle and take a breath and reconnect with the flow of a life infinitely larger than our little beating hearts. A life we are part of, no matter what, that calls us back, lifts us up and sustains us. Light the lamp, though the oil has run out. Light the lamp and we'll do what we can. So hello everybody, hello and welcome to this Sunday gathering of Kensington Unitarians and friends on this third Sunday of Advent. Welcome to those of you who are here with us on Zoom. Welcome to those reading this script at home or listening in sometime in the future. I hope there'll be something in today's theme of light shining in the darkness that will speak to you in your life at this time. Our opening words, they were written by Kathleen McTeague and they refer to the Jewish eight-day festival of Hanukkah, which started at dusk on Thursday. And today is the feast day of St Lucia, celebrated with candles in Scandinavian countries. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're moving towards the darkest time of the year. All the more reason then for us to bring lights into our homes and into our lives. Each week in our services, we light a chalice flame. Our flame here is lit. Why don't we now all just take a conscious breath and take stock of ourselves at this moment. How are you this day? If we're a representative sample of humanity, we'll probably cover many states of being, from enthusiasm to weariness, from irritability to deep restfulness, from despair to hope and all the endless possibilities in between. Let's aim to accept how we are. So I reckon the more we can accept how we are, then the easier it is to accept everyone else just as they are. This chalice flame, it connects us with progressive religious communities the world over. 
communities where people are free to explore their own faith in good company with others. And that's what we're doing when we meet here on Zoom, just as we do when we meet in person. So do please make yourself comfortable this day. There are times when you can say something if you want or sing, but there's no need to join in with that. As much as we like to see all our faces, you may at times feel more comfortable switching off your camera and relaxing, whatever feels right for you today. Good morning, everybody. Um, well, actually, this isn't a candle of joy and concern, but the, the word joy is the only accurate word actually in that sentence. Um, there's, a, there's a quotation from Albert Schwarzer that you, you may have heard from time to time in our Unitarian services. It goes like this. At times, our own light goes out and is rekindled by a spark from another person. Each of us has cause to think with deep gratitude of those who have lighted the flame within us. And I'd like to express our gratitude to you, Sarah, as our minister, for the many ways you've kept the lights burning brightly for us at Kensington Unitarians over the extraordinary, really, but 15 years you've been here with us. Um, I hear it's your 66th birthday today, um, and you'll soon be receiving that long-awaited state pension. Although, that said, I was thinking actually of calling the Inland Revenue and, uh, and saying, look, I'm a Unitarian. Our minister is evidently we're going to grant it a pension because she's 66. But the fact is, she looks about 55 and she's got more energy, dynamism and drive than the rest of us lot put together. But um, I, I fear they, they wouldn't listen. So they, I, I didn't, didn't do that in the end. Um, but of course, you're stepping back from full time work very shortly. Um, I won't suggest singing happy birthday, everybody, but let's give Sarah a birthday wave here on Zoom as we wish you a very, very happy birthday and a happy so-called retirement. Thank you, dear Roy. And as uh, a sign of my impending retirement, I'm gonna pass over to you now, I do believe. Yes, you are indeed. Um, okay, well, look, this reading, Wired for Connection um, by Erin by Powers, is about Christmas lights. Um, I wonder if you've put your Christmas decorations up so far this year. I know I have. I would show you, but I'm afraid the camera wouldn't come back again, so I'd, uh, I won't. But it's very, very jolly around here. Have you put yours up? It's also about our human connections, and it starts with a quote from David Marinus. I believe that life is chaotic, a jumble of accidents, ambitions, misconceptions, bold intentions, lazy happenstances, and unintended consequences. Yet I also believe that there are connections that illuminate our world, revealing its endless mystery and wonder. Erin writes, it's a familiar scene each holiday, no matter how meticulously the strings of lights were put away, they always seem to come out a tangled mess. What happens to them all through the year as they wait in their boxes? And so the tradition of untangling the lights begins. We unwind them carefully, uncrossing and unlooping wires, stretching them out to their full length, all the while being mindful 
not to damage the bulbs, which hold so much potential. I find that people aren't that different. We often feel like a jumbled mess of string lights tangled up within ourselves, not knowing how to get undone or how to get back to our sparkly selves, especially when the holidays approach. Throughout the year, each struggle adds another tangle to the lights until, by year's end, we're wound so tightly that we don't know where to begin. Sometimes we need a little help to sort ourselves out. It's been said that it's easier to untangle a string of lights if you plug them in. The brightness of the little bulbs help to guide our fingers through the tangles. It's no different for people. Connecting with friends, family, therapists, or trusted advisors can shine a little light to help us untangle ourselves and to help us stretch out to our full potential. Humans, just like strings of lights, are wired for connection. It's when we're wound most tightly that we need that connection most of all. We're at our best when we're plugged into each other. We find our true purpose and spark with others, not alone. And it's in these connections that we shine most brightly. Thank you, Roy. Erin Powers ends that piece of writing with a short prayer, and I'm going to use her words to lead into our own time of reflection and prayer. So you might want to get yourselves in a comfy position where you can focus in a way that assists you in aligning with that which holds us all, that spirit of love and life within all that exists. She writes, great and endless mystery and wonder. May you never stop giving us opportunity for connections that light the fire within each of us. And may we never stop seeking and reaching out for connections with each other, even when we are so tangled and wound so tightly that we struggle to find the plug. We live in a world that needs us. A world that needs us to be the best that we can possibly be. A world that is calling us to shine a spiritual light in a material dimension. How might we shine that light? Differently for each of us. And yet through our smallest actions, through the quality of our thoughts, through the love for others and for ourselves, a love that finds expression in so many ways. We live in a world that needs us to be able to sit through the darkness, to endure life's many troubles, to be resilient, and stand up in the face of injustice, holding out a hand to those who are struggling to make it through. Or may we use the power of our thoughts and our actions 
to shine a light in troubled places, both in ourselves and in our wider world, that conflicts may be resolved and peace may prevail. We all know some of the troubled places in ourselves, our burdens and anxieties, the difficulties that assail us, may they be lightened and eased. May we find our strength. We all know some of the troubled places in other people. May they be lightened and eased. May strength and resilience be theirs. We all know some of the troubled places in our world. May they too be lightened and eased. And may new sources of strength and resilience bring renewal. And may we each find our way to play a part in this great mystery that is life. Playing our part however small it may be, utilizing that potential we hold for connection. Connection made for the greater good of all. And to this aspiration, let us each say, Amen. So may it be. Good morning, my name is Sonia and I'll be taking you through a guided light meditation today and then we'll finish with some silence and some gentle music to end the meditation. Just two things I wanted to tell you about before we start are two things I discovered from the animal kingdom. And I wonder if you remember fireflies. Some of us had them when we were growing up. I used to love going and catching them when the lights went on. And I found out that they turn their lights on and off to call their mates. So it's a, it's a, a mating call, but it's like to call your friends, to come and play. So I found that was a, a lovely image of when we are lit up, we want to be in connection. We want to share, say, play. And then the other one was the vampire squid. It has a very large eye and um, to protect itself, it would it, it puts like a cape on itself, a little cape to protect the light. So I felt that um, we protect our light, we honor it, and we use it for connection. So I thought those were some wonderful themes that we could play with for our meditation. So let's just get ourselves in a comfortable position. Feel free to turn off your videos, get comfy, take your shoes off, whatever feels right for you. And with eyes open or closed, allow yourself to enter into a more silent space for yourself. So let's just take a breath in and breathe into 
the connection once again with ourselves, with our bodies, with our heart, with the light that we are. And as we are there, I invite you to pick a candle. And I'm wondering what color candle you picked, what shape, what container it's in, if it's scented or unscented. And then imagine, sense or feel lighting the candle. And imagine, sense or feel the light, the glow, the warmth of that light. And let yourself receive it into your heart, into every cell of your body. Let the light twinkle like stars within. Breathing in that warmth, let it glow. Let it glow out and expand into your room, into the people you share your space with, into your communities, into the world, the land, the animal kingdom. And as we connect with our light, I wonder what your relationship is with the light. Do you like campfires and the connection that comes with that? Or do you like one candlelight and being in the silence? Or at this time of year, do you enjoy fireworks, different shapes, different colors? Is it moonlight, starlight, sunshine? What light do you like to cultivate? The protecting light, the connecting light. And at this time of year, what would you like to birth? What would you like illuminated in your life? And in my culture, the translation for giving birth is giving light. Dar luz. So let us give ourselves our light. Let us be reborn once again into the light that we are and enjoy the sparkle and the shine of who you are as we take this into the silence surrounded by all these other lights that we are with today grounding them into our bodies and celebrating our light.
Thank you. Thank you to Sonia for that lovely meditation and to Benji Del Rosario, our clarinet player, who was playing a Hanukkah hymn uh, for us. Several people have mentioned, haven't they, already today, uh, that pleasure of having Christmas lights uh, brightening up our homes and the streets. Up in Muswell Hill in North London this year, I've seen a giant lit up menorah. You know, the uh, traditional Jewish um, nine candled um, candle holder celebrating the Jewish festival of Hanukkah. The Jewish tradition, I think, does tell some of the best stories, often gently poking fun at their own community. And to enjoy this story, all you need to um, know is that until maybe 30 years ago or so, Hanukkah was actually a very, very minor Jewish festival. I heard this story told by the UUA minister Ishmael Ford, and I just adapted it a bit. And it's, it's just a sad tale in some ways. It's a story from the turning of the 19th into the 20th century, a story that tells of somewhere in the eastern part of Germany, where a Hasidic rabbi, following the nature of Hasidic spiritual leaders, had a vision. And it was a terrible vision. He saw what would happen to the Jews of Europe over the first 50 years of the 20th century. Shaking with terror, the rabbi began to fast and pray for a whole week, hoping to intercede on behalf of his people. And finally, the prophet Elijah was sent to him. And the prophet said, rest your heart, my son. The unnameable one proclaims a new age in Jewish history that will follow these terrible times. Let me show you. And in a flash, Elijah and the rabbi were on a street corner in Muswell Hill in this very year of 2020. It was Hanukkah and there were menorahs in so many house windows, in windows that belonged not only to Jews, but to Christians too, and those candles were burning even in the windows of people who had no religious connection. The prophet Elijah showed the rabbi that in the midst of the shops there was an illuminated huge menorah. And they even walked by a synagogue with a sign out front announcing a Hanukkah party on something called Zoom. And the rabbi explained, amazing, if they do this for such a minor holiday, I can barely imagine what they do for the Sabbath. Now, it may be that the power of the Spirit has caused Hanukkah to become such an important festival for the Jewish community. Or it may be the power of our commercial world, ever eager to find new marketing opportunities and not wanting anyone to be left out of the spending frenzy that is Christmas time. Whatever the reasons, I'm glad after the horrors of the mid 20th century, that the Jewish community is buoyant enough and feels safe enough to switch on the lights. But we can't pretend, can we, that all's hunky-dory, even in our multicultural society, nor our wider world. There always have been, and I wonder if there always will be, forces that pull us in opposite directions. Fascist groups are quietly spreading their messages of hate, Crimes of racial and religious hatred continue and indeed increase. Nationalism seems to be in the ascendant once more, and I know it worries many others. In many other countries in our world, people are so far from free. There's still 
so much to be done to envisage a world of freedom for all, a world where people's basic needs are met. And we all have some role to play, don't we, in that work of creation. I opened a Christmas card uh, this week from Amnesty International with their slogan, it is better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. It is better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Just one candle. In the face of our world's seemingly insurmountable issues, it's understandable, isn't it, that we sometimes do feel despair. In the face of the challenge that we ourselves face in our own lives and in the lives of those we care about, it's understandable if our hope diminishes at times. Life's tough, as is the living of it. In the turning of our planet Earth, we're given the changing seasons of the year, mirrored by the seasons of the human spirit. We're gathering materials for our winter solstice celebration on the 21st of December. And I read once again this week of the ancient pagan origins of many of our festive traditions, the spiky holly that was thought to ward off evil spirits, the evergreen mistletoe, revered partly because it grew seemingly without any root system, the candles and fruits that remind us of brighter, sweeter times. The Yule log that brings good fortune to the household's hearth. The lighting of one candle, literally or metaphorically, can remind us of brighter times and of our own power to switch on the lights. The Jewish Hanukkah story, as you may know, it's based on a historical event of the tyrannical Syrians invading Jerusalem in 165 BCE, of being repelled at last by the brave group known as the Maccabees. It's the story of the special oil in the temple that was enough to last only one day, and yet miraculously burnt for eight days till more oil could be ritually prepared. Don't we all want to repel tyrants and have an occasional miracle happen in life. The Christmas story brings us at this time of year, it's powerful imagery of the innocence and infinite potential of new life, born in seemingly in inauspicious circumstances in a stable, new life that can proclaim itself as the light of the world. And can't we all at times be a light to the world? In the simplest of ways, in our speaking, in our listening to one another, in our smiles and in our expressions of care and concern, in the way we dress or in the beauty we bring into our homes, in the writing of those personal messages on those Christmas cards, we may or we may not get round to writing. There's no shortage of stories and images for us humans to explore from these festivals of light. And one of the gifts for us in living in our multi-faith, multicultural world is that we can choose the stories and the symbols that work for us. If the vibrancy and meaning of our celebrations have diminished, well then we can recreate them and give them new life. At the end of 2020, a year when so many of our established ways of being have been turned upside down, we don't have to engage in tired old rituals if we don't want to. If they have lost their meaning, we can seek new sources of light in the darkness. So that's what I invite us all to do. Let each of us find ways to bring new life and meaning 
to our winter celebrations and be sure to connect with others who may be in need of us as we are in need of them. Amen. So at the, um, at the start of today's service, we had a picture of our Advent wreath with its three candles lit, reminding us we are in the weeks leading up to Christmas. So every week we're singing carols together, using recordings from our congregation's carol services in previous years. So don't be alarmed by any rustling or coughing, but we are singing with much gusto as usual in this recording. And now we're here on Zoom, you can join in too if you want with words to follow on our screen, safe in the knowledge that we're all going to be muted. So do sing if you like, or if you'd rather just sit back and enjoy the music. Today's carol, um, it came upon the midnight clear. It was written by a Unitarian minister, Edward Sears in the States in the mid 1800s. It's not a jolly carol. Don't expect any fa la 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 in this message. It's a carol that names the state of the world clearly as a a world of sin and strife. And its tune is melancholic and Sears wrote the lyrics at a time of personal difficulty when he was also affected by news of revolution in Europe and by the uh, Mexican-American war that had just ended. But perhaps its message can help us hear the song of angels beyond the hubbub of our own turbulent times. <laughs>
what it says about me that I like the mournful carols the best. Um, we're going to have some announcements now. Um, my thanks to, to Jane and Jenny for the essential and not always sufficiently appreciated uh, background work of hosting these um, Zoom services. And to Benji Del Rosario, whose clarinet we heard playing for our meditation, and we'll be hearing that again at the end of the service. It's lovely to have you all here with us today. Very nice to see some uh, faces from afar. Thank you for being with us. Well, we'll be back here again on Zoom at 10 o'clock next Sunday for our annual carol service, just a bit different this year. You're all welcome and feel free to share the link uh, with your trusted friends. You're also welcome to join us for our uh, Tuesday at 10.30 coffee morning, where the conversation becomes ever more varied. This last Tuesday, we moved between personal identity issues and um, the changing taste of Brussels sprouts over the decades. Uh, Margaret Marshall is going to be holding her Christmas special Finding Your Voice workshop um, on Thursday, the 17th of December. That's this coming Thursday at three o'clock. All welcome. And do remember our West London Green Spirit group. They're hosting a winter solstice celebration on Monday, the 21st of December at three o'clock. And you can book for both of those by contacting me. We have a virtual coffee time to have a chat after the service in small groups if you'd like to join in. And we always like to take a photo straight after the service, so do stick around if you don't mind being in the photo. We're going to have some closing words in a moment, followed by a modern piece of clarinet music, which I won't pronounce correctly. Undertale Bon, bon Trusel, music from a popular video game, apparently. And it sounds like klezmer music to me from the Eastern European Jewish tradition, and it brings you greetings for this festive season with the multiple meanings that this time has for various religious traditions. So those of us on Zoom now might like to select gallery view on your screen so that you can all see each other for the closing words and enjoy that feeling of connection in community. Our closing words are called Candles for Christmas, written by Howard Thurman. I will light candles this Christmas. Candles of joy, despite all the sadness. Candles of hope, where despair keeps watch. Candles of courage for fears ever present. Candles of peace for tempest-tossed days. Candles of graces to, he to ease heavy burdens. Candles of love to inspire all our living. Candles that will burn all year long. So may each of us in the days ahead find our own candles of resilience and good cheer and share light with others we meet along life's pathway. Amen. Go well, all, all of you, and uh, blessed be.